the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. And this podcast is going to be about what, Pinky? <laughs> Same thing we talk every time, brain. Ayurveda for the mind. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we're back. But before we start talking about Ayurveda, I would like to talk about what is on sale today. Ayurveda Dosha Fundamentals, 50% off until June 26th. Very good. So that's uh, 50% off until June 26th. And then it goes full price. And that goes full price. So while everything else in the world is going up in price, we're going down in price. It's the only way to keep the dynamic balance according to Ayurveda. Yes, and we've sold a lot, yes. and we got a lot of great, great talks about great it, uh, so uh, great feedback. So if you're interested in working toward becoming an Arab, having an Ayurvedic lifestyle, that is the best start That is, it. that is, real Ayurveda according to Charaka. Okay, commercial over. Who are we talking about today, and why are we talking about that person? We are talking about one of the greatest presidents of all time and the greatest general of all time. I think I know, but I'm oh. not going to say. You love saying his name. Ulysses S. Grant. Yes. Now, he, was, he was, uh, became a general. Mm -hmm. He assisted in winning the Civil War. Yes. And then afterwards, he became a two-time president of the United States. Yes. So I do know that. I also know a lot about the history of him as a Civil War general. Yes. But why would a warrior, a general, a fighter, have an Ayurvedic mind? Ulysses S. Grant had a tridoshic mind. He's a book picture. He's not the only one. There are several people in history who are book pictures of a tridoshic mind. So Ulysses S. Grant had Kapha, had Pita, and had Vada. Okay, but this is in the mind. It's in not, the mind. We're not talking... Not talking about his body. Nope. Nope. And we're not talking about his emotions. Nope. We're talking about his mental capacity. Yes. So doesn't matter if he was completely Vada body. That has nothing to nothing. do with the mind. So nothing. can you just explain a little bit about the whole concept of body versus mind versus emotions? Because I know a lot of people say, well, I'm thin, so I'm Vada. Or I'm fat, so I'm Kapha. What what's the difference between body and mind? The difference is that the body we are born with it and that's it. That's the physical aspect. And then we use what we are born with to the best of our ability. But our mind and our emotions 
but more importantly, our mind, we have full control over on making it the best we can. What we are born with mentally can completely shift throughout our life. And should. And should shift throughout our life. For most people, should shift throughout their life. As long as they do the work. Okay. That's the thing. You know, with a body, yeah, say, okay, well, someone will say, well, I'm born with a nose that I don't like. I can do plastic surgery. Yes, someone else does it for you, right? Mm-hmm. I don't but, know. I've had my, well, actually, yeah, because somebody <laughs> else punched it several times. Yeah. So it did change it. Exactly. So, so, yeah, physically we are born with, say, a certain height, right? Mm-hmm. Certain height, certain skeleton. We can't really change the height and the skeleton, say. Right, that's it. So we take advantage of it for sports, for whatever. We can change the muscle mass and we can change the fat mass. Exactly. And we can change our digestive system, right? So, but the rest of it really doesn't shift. Doesn't shift. So we can use that to become either a better athlete, a better uh, anything that you're looking toward being. Exactly. Better dancer, better, you know. Actor, whatever. So, but the mind... But the mind, yeah, we have 100% control over and we can make it completely different than what we are born with. Mm -hmm. Now... But... Go ahead, go ahead. We have to do the work. Yes. Uh, Now, and I'm going to go back to Grant. He actually had a lot of bad things happen to him. Oh, yes. So he was depressed at some times in his life. He was excited at some times in his life. He was happy. He had all different types of things. He was broke. Yep. He His businesses crashed and burned. He sucked at a lot of different things. But his Ayurvedic mind is what shifted him to be one of the greatest and most known people ever born. Yes. So why... It's, or not why, but he was in terrible shape earlier mm-hmm. in age. In fact, he uh, would drag, he would cut wood just to sell to try to feed his family. Yes. He was very, very poor. Yep. But yet he shifted into becoming if the greatest general in the world. He always did what he had to do. Like uh, when he was uh, selling uh, firewood, right? Mm -hmm. He was solving the problem of poverty, according to him. That's what he had to do. He he had to make money somehow. Uh So he had three characteristics that are very, very interesting and very actually basic when you think about them, at least Ayurvedically. The first characteristic is he had steadiness of nerves. Okay. He was, after a certain point in his life, he was allowing very few things to throw him off. Mm -hmm. In fact, there was a story about him having his picture taken, and for some reason they had to go on the roof and uh, open up a uh, whatever lamp. Skylight. Skylight. And it broke, and all the glass fell down all around him, but he didn't jump at all. It didn't bother him at all. Yes. And that's the steadiness of nerves. That's the kapha 
in the mind stability mm-hmm. stability of nerves calm composed so kapha is not a bad thing kapha in, in is a great great thing in okay. the mind so kapha in the mind yes when it's in in balance it is it, it is an acid it's steadiness of nerves what is kapha out of balance in the mind it is apathy Okay. It is not caring about anything, not caring to do anything. It's a form of depression. And we know he didn't have that he didn't have during that. the Civil War because of letters he wrote. Exactly. So he wasn't, he was excited about saving the United States. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that's Kaffa. Pita. In balance. Pita balanced is presence of mind. Focus, in other words, you are there, you are present, which is another laser focus. He had that, he had that, that was huge. He had that task at hand ability. He could look at a a battle and see exactly Exactly. where people needed to go and what they needed to be told in order to continue what the, the war needed. Exactly. And that allowed him to actually not show the fear. Mm-hmm. Because he had fear. He had fear. You yeah. have to have fear, yeah. right? Yeah. I, People that don't have fear are... Psychopaths. Yes. So what is the negative aspect? It is becoming an authoritarian uh, dictator type We've person. seen many people like that in history and present day exactly exactly we are very well aware of what that looks like so okay so that's that what about vada Vada? yes vada in balance balanced yes the third characteristic that he had was thinking outside the box creativity but creativity of completely going against what is the norm like he knew he knew how to how battle goes right he's actually considered the new age general yes prior to the civil war wars were fought a specific way he shifted how a battle would go exactly he knew the traditional ways right Mm -hmm. he he knew they didn't work exactly he found out the hard way they didn't work he didn't give up. No. That's the thing. He found out the hard way that what he was taught all along didn't work. We are talking life and death situations. Yes. And he didn't give up. The steadiness of nerves and the laser focus, presence of mind, allowed him to have that creativity. Yes. So what would it be out of balance? Out of balance would be not not being able to focus on anything and making making completely spastic maneuvers, being all over the place, mm-hmm. shotgunning it. Yeah, what shotgunning it. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly, which eventually would have lost. They would have lost the, the war. war. Yep. So those are the three things he had in his mind. Exactly. And they were, he cultivated those three things in order to become the greatest general. Yes. And the 
the thing is that first you have to have the steadiness of nerves. You have to have kapha in the mind. Mm -hmm. Then you have to have the laser focus, pita in the mind. And then the creativity, the vada in the mind can thrive. So almost you need a a third, a third, a third. Exactly. And that's basically what he had. Exactly. Now, other people have that type of mind. And we're going to talk about other people in future podcasts. But his mind was able to do things that most people in war were unable to do. Yes. In fact, he actually, he wasn't the first general. Other generals took his, were there before him, but were not able to succeed as well as he was. Yes. And without that, who knows what the United States would be today. Yep. I don't even want to think about it. Yep. So now that's what he had. Yes. And people can get it. People can develop it. Yep. Yes. Some people might think they already have it or but they would be considered a narcissistic a Machiavellian psychopath. Yes. <laughs> yes. And some people actually do have it. Yeah. Uh and what we're talking about can be cultivated. Yes. And even if you do have it, you still can cultivate it even more, Absolutely, correct? absolutely. No. That's what Ayurveda says. Ayurveda says you can always become better. Yep. So you're not perfect the way you are. You're, nope. No even matter you, how perfect you think yep. you are. Uh, you can always become a better human being. Yeah. By cultivating it. It yep. takes work. It doesn't. It's not something that you just wake up in the morning and say, Yay, I'm perfect. Nope. And you can't take a pill for it. You have to do the work yourself. You cannot have other people do the work for you. Yes. It doesn't go that way. You can have assistance from other people, yes. but you still have to do the, the work. work yourself. Yep. So there's two things that we want to bring up because last week we were talking about one of the things you can do to help uh, your mind become stronger, better, is to be write down at night what you've done Yep. and did you do it to what it should be or should you have done it a little bit different? Yes. And so this homework would be more of what? Two things. First, whenever you are, you are faced with something that's about to throw you off, something unknowing, before you do anything, you say anything, all that stuff, just count to 10, 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Count 10 seconds. Thousand one, thousand two. Can I do two. one Mississippi, <laughs> two Mississippi? That's right. Since this is about, uh, <laughs> about the, yep, the Civil yep. War. Yes, okay. do that. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, up to 10. Yes. But you don't do that if it's like you're going to get into a car we're, accident. No, are, or, um, yeah, yeah, this is about uh, minor things. Minor things. We are not talking about life or death situations. Say somebody cut you off in traffic, you do that. Uh-huh. Somebody is coming right head. Head-on collision? Head-on collision. You want to react before yes. that. So you, <laughs> you don't... don't count the 10 Mississippi. Yep. But when you can do counts, do counts. Exactly. Now, with that, what will that do? What that does... What is the benefits? What that does is it shifts your mind from reacting to acting. 
it just buys you time, pretty much. You are going to operate from a more, chances are, you are going to operate from a more reasonable mind when you are addressing that situation. And you're not coming from reaction. And you are not coming from reaction. You might just let it go. You You are shifting. You are... You are completely changing the neural circuits in your brain. Yeah. That's what it does. Is it buys you time to deflect the situation in your mind. Because most of the time, whatever we think there are crises, all these annoyances, 10 seconds later don't really matter. No. Now, so one of the things that I know I used this for when I was in law enforcement was I, you know, you get spit on. People spit on you a lot of times. Uh, and you can either react to them spitting on you or you can do nothing. And using the focus on counting and on breath, I was able to get into positions where if somebody spit on me, it didn't affect me at all. I didn't care. Now, what that happened was it made them have to react to my action of not reacting to their action, which ended up helping me win the battle that was going to happen. And when I say battle, I'm not talking about fighting. It was more of a mental battle because they've already taken the first strike by spitting on me. But they lost the war of what they thought they were going to do to me because it didn't matter to me because I had already gone through the focus of not letting things bother me and react by acting. Exactly. Respond. Respond through action. Not through reaction. Exactly. So actually, last episode, when we were talking about the Ayurvedic astrology for the mind, I Mm -hmm. believe it was the solstice, we said that everything is energy yes and energy cannot disappear Mm -hmm. energy can transform so by taking those 10 seconds to not react you actually have the opportunity to transform where the energy of the situation is going yes so what i wanted though say is that I didn't count 10 seconds when I got spit on. You didn't? No, I already had (laughs) that set in my brain because I did it before at multiple times before so I could control my emotions. So by doing that before and creating those new neural circuits in the brain, when the situation really matters, like the getting spit on, it has become second nature. Yes. That's the idea. That's why it's important to be doing that daily because I'm sure, I'm sure no matter what you say, we all have little moments throughout the day that we can do that. Mm-hmm. Say, uh, living in this world, you you have moments. It's even, very simple. It's very simple. Even yourself, you break a glass or something, and instead of letting that get to you, you just bide time. Yep. And then you do it with bigger and bigger things. And then when it really matters, you are a pro. Yep. And your actions are coming from 
the higher brain. <laughs> yes. Now, with that, I had mentioned I also did breath work. Yes. What would you suggest the breath, best breath work for doing adding this would be? It's uh, practicing breathing in and out through the nose, keeping the mouth closed, learning to control your breath, inhaling and exhaling through the nose, and working into slowing that down as much as possible through pause. Pause after the inhale, pause after the exhale. By doing that, by learning to fully control your breath, what you're actually doing automatically is learning to control your mind because Ayurvedically, our breath and our mind are one and the same. And I know by controlling your breath, you control your mind, but you also control your heart speed. Yes, exactly. You control your physiology. Hmm. You are actually improving your immune system by controlling your breath. So the idea is that you want to inhale and, and exhale through the nose. I know, I know, I know. Tons of people say mouth, blah, 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 blah. But for the brain? But for the brain, it has to be inhaling and exhaling through the nose, mouth closed, quit talking. What a great opportunity to do mm -hmm. that. And work and on the pause. work on the pause. <laughs> and the idea is, by doing that, you can do it for 10 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute. The idea is to slow down your breath as much as possible. So you may be able, after doing this daily, over and over, to only have as breath, one breath a minute. Yep. Most people take 20-some breaths a minute. And they're living in a conscious anxiety. Exactly. And that's why doing this will affect your brain in a great way. In a great way. But the idea is you have to do it daily. Mm -hmm. Results require routine. That's the whole concept of a daily routine from Ayurveda. Results require routine. Very nice. So before we go, anything else? At the end of the day, I believe you already mentioned that, right? At the end of the day, look at, look at, did you do those two things? And how many times? And how many times? And should you do more? Exactly. So focus on those for this next week, and you're going to see a huge difference. You should see a huge difference in how you react to little things, which then can become big things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Until next time, 50% off on Ayurveda Dosha Fundamentals. Namaste Kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. 50% off. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, Namaste Kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.